imposter syndrome. The belief that you are an inadequate and incompetent failure despite evidence that indicates that you are skilled and quite successful. Does that sound familiar? Well, for me it does. Even sometimes I go through that. And I bet you go through that feeling as well. And in this episode of Thumbs, which is what I'm going to call it from now on, short for the Unstoppable Mindset series, I'm going to share with you my story of how I went from a simp to a more confident guy. Hi, I'm Will Tornilia, and this is the School of Dance podcast. So, my hero's journey from me becoming, from me being a simp, turning into an absolute chaser, and if you can tell I'm being sarcastic, I'm just going to tell you right now, this story started when I was about 13 years old. And for all of my fellow students out there, I mean, we all know that this is when puberty starts and you start getting feelings for someone else. And that's exactly what this, where this story starts. I had an, a huge crush with some, on someone. And I mean huge, like this huge. And I know you can't see it, but it was huge. And... I haven't lived that long, right? But like, I can confidently tell you that was that that was the absolute worst years of my life. Like, it was really bad. I haven't lived that long, so I might sound like a drama queen. Sixteen years, but that was those were some really bad years. Worse than twenty nineteen, at least for me. Like globally, twenty nineteen has been the worst, but personally, those years were the worst. At least for me. But at the same time, those were those years were kind of like a blessing in this in disguise. You know what they say, right? You go through something, you think it's bad, but then like some time passes and then you look back and you're actually grateful for it. That's what a blessing in disguise is. And so in twenty seventeen, back when there was no global pandemic and you can still see your crush at school, I was hatching up a master plan to go talk to this girl. And while we're at it, let's call her Lilia. Lilia. That's not a real name, by the way, but like, so just so that you can, and that's not her real name, by the way, but let's call her that for now. So I hashed up this perfect master plan, and the next day at school, I nervously waited for her to walk up the stairs, and then when I finally saw her, I froze. I just, I was just completely paralyzed. My body, my body, I just, I, I didn't even breathe anymore. It's like, as if I, there was, um, as if an error occurred on my body. As if I, like, I was like compu- a computer. I had too many tabs open. And it just completely froze. And then, like, after that, intense feelings of insecurity, inadequacy, feelings of not being enough rose up from within. I mean, I always kind of felt insecure about myself, at least at that time, back then. But when I got this crush, it became worse and it like it surfaced and it, it really emphasized those feelings. Like Every time I got back home, I'd always beat myself up over it, over the fact that I can't go up and talk to that girl. And every night, every evening, I'd still beat myself up over it. Like, not physically, but like mentally. And then I'd swear to myself that, I'm go- that I'd am that talk to her the next day. Of course, um, that didn't happen, and it didn't happen the day after that either. 
And so this cycle, right? This cycle of beating myself up over it, this cycle of self-pity and insecurity, it repeated day after day for like a year. And that's not even the end of it, right? I, I didn't have a reason to give up, right? I had to just man up, at least that's just what I told myself, but like she didn't reject me or anything, so I didn't, I had no reason, I had no concrete reason to give up, and so I kept going. And so a year passed, right, <laughs> a year where every day I felt insecure about myself, and then and like after that year, 2017, right, 2018 came. And the snow was falling in the small city of the Hague, Netherlands. And there was an upcoming Christmas gala at our school. Like at our school, we have an annual Christmas dinner where we would celebrate Christmas by eating dinner with our friends, our classmates, our schoolmates. But there was this new thing, which was a Christmas gala where we would dress up and then dance. And that was after the dinner. And so... By this time, I mean, I was still a hot mess of nervousness and insecurity, but it was Christmas. My morale was up. I was I was really feeling the Christmas spirit that year and it was also this there was also this big opportunity opportunity, right? Of a Christmas gala. Like I couldn't just pass up that opportunity. It was the perfect timing. And so for the 365th time, I hatched up a plan master plan only the likes of Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking would ever comprehend and this time instead of freezing up I walked around the whole school nervously sweating and giving myself excuses not to ask her out but it was now or never at least that's what I thought to myself I kept walking around the school sweating 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 nervously like my friends would come up come up to me and be like well, are you okay? <laughs> like, like, why are you sweating so much? And so, like, 20 whole minutes of walking around the school and sweating around and nervously making up excuses to postpone it even more. Like, this was, like, the the deadline, the plan, the master plan, the deadline was way overdue. I was, like, <laughs> it was, like, the day before the gala. I, I kept I just kept postponing it due to uh, how nervous I was and our class our class was the only class was that was dismissed at the time right so I was at school while while my class is dismissed so I was the only like student from my class that was still in school doing something all of them went home already because I wanted to ask her out like it was the day before and it was lunchtime and we had I had like 25 minutes to man up and talk to her and like for 20 whole minutes I went I just I just walked around the school nervously but after those 20 minutes in the last five minutes of our lunch break I finally mustered up the courage I told myself this now or never this is your opportunity well and like I finally I finally walked up to her like my friend her friends actually they see me walking around and looking at their direction and their friend <laughs> like I bet her, her friends were like questioning why, why is that guy looking at us the whole time and so like when I finally messed up the courage and walked up 
the stage because that's where they were eating at the time at lunch. I asked her if she wanted to go out with me. And well, guess what? She rejected me. But she rejected me in front of like half of the school since like most of the students eat there at like at the chapel where there is a stage and benches and like tables and stuff. But I kind of whispered it, so like, I was still nervous, so I kind of just whispered it. I didn't like shout it out loud, but it was still really, felt really awkward and embarrassing. But at the same time, relieving. And so like, the moment like that she rejected me, the bell rang. The bell rang so that they all go back to their classes. And was also the time for me to go back home. And I... <laughs> I went, I walked back home with the most shaky legs. I, my legs just turned spaghetti. They turned jelly. Like, they were, the, my legs were still nervous after, from the aftermath. And so, I told myself that I finally done it, right? I felt relieved despite, I, despite of the fact that I failed to ask her out well I I mean I did succeed asking her out but she didn't want to so I felt at the same time relieved but I was also really really depressed because I just couldn't move on like those feelings they just stayed and at the day of the gala the next day you know everyone was dressed up and ready to celebrate and I had fun having that Christmas dinner, but it's still something fell off with me like like something just wasn't right And like and when it was time to dance at the gala and everyone was gathering like Like getting ready for the stage dressing up I Like Lilia would look at me as if she wanted to say something of course, being who I was at the time, I couldn't even hold eye contact for longer than a second, so nothing really happened. But those looks would continue the next day and the day after that. So those feelings, those feelings would come back to me. And they'd only become stronger. But at that time, it was already too late. Before, When I realized that I may still have a chance, it was already too late. She stopped giving me those looks and as if she wasn't interested in me anymore. And I don't blame her, I mean, I couldn't even hold eye contact, but since those feelings came back, the cycle, the downward spiral would continue for another six months. And I also tried in February 14, Valentine's Day, right? Like, being rejected in the gala, that wasn't the worst. This was the worst. This was the absolute worst. In Valentine's Day, I felt desperately. I had the worst anxiety attack of my life and like I went out of my way to go shopping and to creating this gift for her that took hours by the way like it took the whole day for me to go shopping and like create a gift for her and like I, I'm not blaming her for making me feel this way this is like this is all my fault obviously and I can admit that and so, at Valentine's Day, like, I created this gift for her, and like, 
I postponed it again, not until the next day, but until the end of the school day. And so luckily enough, she was still there. Actually, I don't know if that was lucky because even though I tried, I just couldn't give it to her. And I had this worst anxiety attack of my life. I just, I just, I didn't freeze. No, I just broke down. I just stopped. I just had this, this anxiety breakdown where I just couldn't do anything. I just felt exhausted. I just felt tired. I felt like I didn't want to do this anymore. And then, and so nothing happened. I just went back home and ate the chocolate that I bought for, for Lilia. And it was around this time that I started getting suicidal thoughts actually. Good thing I didn't really take them seriously. I thought killing myself was a stupid idea, especially because it was just a, over a girl, right? But at the same time, I had feelings where I just wanted to end it all. I just didn't want to feel so insecure and depressed and hopeless anymore. And so about four months, four months passed, and it was hot. Right, it was June. Summer had started, and so started a period of self-reflection. Right, it was summer vacation, so I couldn't see my friends or Lilia for a while, and so it was a period of self-reflection, a period of personal growth, and I started developing like a sense of purpose. Right, I didn't want to be stuck in where I was, and so I looked up all kinds of stuff in the internet so I can change my life for the better because I wanted to change myself and become someone that lived happily and like away from depression and negativity so I started trying to discover more of who I am as a person and what I want as a person and so this was a period of self-discovery this was very important and at this point right I I started going on personal growth channels on YouTube. I started listening more to personal growth podcasts and, you know, stuff like that. Motivational stuff like that. And, like, at the beginning, right, nothing really happens. But over time, it did change me as a person. And so in this short period of self-discovery, well, I want to say it was short, actually, I mean, at this point, I still haven't moved on. Those feelings, those feelings just stayed. But at the same time, even though they stayed, I became less dependent of Lilia for my happiness and fulfillment. So, life got a little better because I started rehabilitating and I started trying, um, discovering more of who I am and what I want as a person. And the cycle, since those feelings were still there, the cycle, that downward spiral of negativity, those habits that I've ingrained into my own subconscious, they were still there. But at least they weren't as soul-crushing as they were. And there were still moments where I would be in bed and I would cry over her. Now that I think about now that I think back about it, it's kind of cringy, but that's what happened. 
I'm going to be completely honest with you. That's what happened. That's what I was going through at the time. It was like really bad heartache. By the age of 15 and like a few months. After all of that personal growth. After all of that self-discovery. I started to realize my worth and how continuing with this was just wasn't healthy. It just wasn't worth it. I was just blinded over my feelings for her. I thought to myself all the time that I couldn't move on, but I had the power to. I just couldn't see it. So, at the age of 15 and a few months, right, started out when I was 13 and a half or so. So, like two years, two years of that downward spiral of every day having to go through depression and insecurity and feelings of inadequacy. It wasn't, it wasn't a quick transformation, it took time, it took a lot of self-reflection, but after two years, I finally got over, and I became a better person. This is what I'm saying, this is what I said at the beginning, that even though it was really bad, it was... One hour that I look back at it, it was like a blessing in disguise because now I'm doing much, much better. <laughs> like th that cycle is just now forever gone. And I didn't really want to look back on this, but I realized just how valuable it can be for someone else, maybe for you. So I had to share this. And part of part of like how I was able to how I was able to get over is because we we changed countries it was this time where my parents decided to move back to the tropical 7641 islands of the Philippines it's really hot in here way 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 hotter than in the Netherlands like as I'm speaking right now I'm gonna be completely honest with you I'm I'm naked like I still have my shorts on but it's so hot that I like naked on top I'm recording this naked is what I'm basically saying and unfortunately this episode has dragged on for a little bit too long 18 minutes and 30 seconds and but if you want to know how this absolute sin became an absolute chaster and if you if you still believe I'm being pretentious here well it is not does sound pretentious doesn't it but I'm just kidding right but I'm I am telling you that I am much, much more better right now. And that I've grown and I have become more confident. And that I'm not a simp anymore. And so, if you want to know how this simp became an absolute chat and got a girlfriend, well then you have to tune into the next episode. Yeah, sorry. Sorry I gotta leave you for a cliffhanger right now. Hi, I'm Will Tornilla, and this has been the School of Dance Podcast.